every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Join the show this Friday from 2 to 6 at The Warehouse, their brand new Salt Lake location, 1825 South 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Get over there. Tom will take great care of you. Gordon, it's time for What's Going On. We check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network, the big stories, big opinions, sometimes some funny stuff, uh, but always good from those other guys on the station. Always good. Yes. Yep, I always enjoy it. All right, let's start off with Hans and Scotty talking about the Nebraska hot mic situation. A little bit of uh, breaking news via an open mic. Hey, hot mic, hot mic. Nebraska President Ted Carter says this morning, not knowing he's on a hot mic before a news conference, we're getting ready to announce the Huskers in Big Ten football tonight. Oh, it's going to be announced? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't know he was on the hot he didn't mic. Know he was on the hot mic. <laughs> who did he? Who was he talking hey, to? Apparently, there was a press conference, that, uh, and I don't know if it was football related or otherwise. But he gets on the uh, gets, he's, you know, clipping on the mic. He goes, "Hey, by the way, we're getting ready to announce some football tonight. We're coming back." Like, <laughs> oh, you know what? I think he did it on purpose. Yeah, probably. Probably wanted the the pub and attention. Everybody look at me and Nebraska. Nebraska's been on the front lines for, you know, progressive push to come back to football. Big Ten's like, would you guys, can you guys just chill out for a little bit? Can we just do this the right way? Please, can we have a joint announcement? Because th- this guy, isn't this the second time something like this has happened? I mean, oh, Nebraska's been, been chirping like crazy during this whole thing. They're beyond upset that they're not playing football. Is the Big Ten going to try to slip into that October deadline? I really do. I think they're going to try to sneak in in October. Uh, I think October 17th. And uh, people have been banging on me a little bit because I said uh, there's a couple of reasons why I really felt like the Big Ten would go in November because the Pac-12, if they're able to go, they couldn't have gone anywhere because there's, you know, look, they've got four California schools and two Oregon schools that can't practice right now. And so if the Pac-12 is going to go, they probably can't go until November at best. And I really thought the Big Ten would align themselves with the Pac-12 so that they could, you know, at least you know have a season together and then maybe have a second Rose Bowl and, and really do some cool things. But the Big Ten's like, wait a minute, if we can go in the middle of October, then we can sneak into the college football playoff yep. and get that money. And so I think the Big Ten's like telling the Pac-12, like, hey, we're out. Man, if you guys can come early, that's great, but we got to get ourselves to the party. Well, sadly, the Pac-12, I don't think, is going to make it to the party. No, they're not. I think uh, the Pac-12, you know, I'm just – I just lob guesses out there. You know, I try to build formulas and try to understand the landscape, but my guess is they're going to get themselves going in, in some way, shape, or form in some time in October and probably kick off sometime in November – be my best guess. And is October 17th, you said, is the deadline? It to... seems like that's what the Big Ten is shooting for is October 17th. Oh, the Pac-12 is not going to get there. No, no, no. And 
a really and the other reason why I didn't think October would work is I didn't think that's enough time to get kids ready. And when we're talking about, hey, you know, this is we're all concerned about the health and safety and well-being of these athletes. Uh, look, it's September 15th, 15th. today. We need are, to be on the field tomorrow. Are, are we really sure that's enough time to, if, yeah, to if, be able to get guys going? If I'm on the field tomorrow, yeah. We'll get four full weeks, and okay. we can we can slam in as many two-a-days two as, as are offered. And we do all of our two-a-days in the first two weeks. And then we'll cut our camp at two weeks. We'll start into game preparation in week three with a camp mix, still focusing on ourselves. And then week four, we do all game prep. We break into we break into um, look squads, first, second team squads. We work depth charts, and then in that final seven day period, we really refine what we're going to do against our our, our opener, and we're off and rolling. Okay, and I and I can I can only do that if I know that everybody in my conference is doing just that. So if I if if me you and Lloyd were coaches in the Big Ten, and and by the way these guys do talk and and you know they they do have conferences and conference calls they do know each other to a certain degree, and so when we call and we talk and say hey so how are you feeling about this and I say well. I got four weeks. How much time you got? Well, I got four weeks. So we all have four weeks. The kids have been asked to stay engaged. Yeah. They've been in their weightlifting and they've been in their programs and they've done their off-season training. Their bodies will be ready. And then we'll get them ready for contact here because we did learn from Navy that you got to get your kids ready for contact. You got to make sure you're you're <laughs> yeah. throwing you're throwing you don't say. Yeah. You're throwing live action at these kids over the next four weeks. Otherwise, everybody forgets how to tackle. But I, I am. I'm. If I'm Nebraska, you know, I'm talking to Wisconsin and I'm talking to Iowa in in my division, or I'm talking with Ohio State and Michigan in my opposing division, and we're talking as coaches, and we're on the same page of we all have four weeks, and we kick off this Thursday. With preppers, they do need to get it going this week. The timing of it, Gordon, and we we talked about it a little bit in hour number one is is not terrific for the Pac-12. But frankly, I don't care. I mean, we can we can concentrate or we can talk about how we got to this place. But you know what? To each their own, and whatever you got to do to pull it off, fine. And if it's a big priority for the Big Ten to get in under the you know college football playoff deadline, then so be it. Yeah, obviously it would be advantageous for both of them to be able to coexist. But uh, Mark Harlan, when he was on with us, uh, we he said that uh, the Pac-12 did what four to six weeks of prep. Yeah, well, in a, in a normal circumstance, or ideally, I guess I don't know what they are are not able to pull off. I mean, they, you heard Hans and Scotty allude to it. Navy didn't even have a scrimmage going into that game. It, it obviously affect affected their play on the field, but they played. Well, I, um, as far as the well-being of the athletes, that's what Mark said, that they would need that much ramp-up time. And uh, I kind of agree with that. Uh, but it, it, and like those guys said, both Hans and Scotty, they'd have to get after it here pretty quick. Yep. They'd have to start like tomorrow. To make it work. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see. Still no word out of the Big Ten, by the way. Been following that story all day, expecting the Nebraska president to be correct. We haven't seen a thing. Uh, we haven't seen a thing yet. 
Do you agree with those guys that, that he did that on purpose? That what are you alluding to? Who did what? That on, that, uh, that uh, Nebraska. That president. oh that he that, excuse me that he did that on purpose. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean neither. No. I mean it would be a a pretty you know wicked power play for him to do that, but I don't know. I kind of doubt it. No, I think people just like to talk sometimes and. You're not expecting a mic to pick up what you're saying. Now, maybe, uh, uh, I don't know where that footage or that uh, that audio originated. I mean, maybe this is uh, somebody with a recorder with an agenda. I don't know that. I mean, who's, who's releasing the hot mic stuff? I don't know. Who did release it? Well, I know a bunch of television stations in, in Lincoln, but I'm not sure exactly where the footage uh, came from. Maybe everybody had it. I guess that is, Mike picked it up. I don't know. Do you think that's dirty pool from a journalistic standpoint to uh, to eavesdrop on someone, or do you uh, would you have no no hesitation in going with it if uh, if it's live, it's live, and if somebody said it within uh, within your earshot, uh, then they said it. Uh, yeah, it is dirty pool. But the problem is, once the cat is out of the bag on something like that, nobody seems to care. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He was oh, yeah. standing in front of a bank of microphones. No, he's an idiot. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't. And it wasn't like, talking about his wart that is now changing colors. It was news. <laughs> but he wasn't on the record either. Well, he's in front of a bank of microphones that were invited to the room. Again, yes, he's a moron. Got it. But he also wasn't on the record. Everything's on the record. Ask the NSA. Well, that, there's probably something <laughs> that's that's true. But I mean, yeah, is a dirty pool. But does it matter? Man, I don't know. I have been told so many things off the record through the years. If I had published everything that (laughs) came across my consciousness, uh, there'd be all kinds of hell raising going on. And nor and nor should you, by the way. Nor should you publish all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, give us the juice. We'd all love to hear it, but I mean, that wouldn't be acting responsibly. Yeah. I mean, what uh, you know, if you want to think about it, uh, what V. Stiviano did to Donald Sterling was actually illegal. But nobody, nobody seemed to care, and maybe for uh, good, for the good in that particular circumstance. So but in it depends this, on what's being said. <laughs> in this, is it dirty pool? I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, in that case, was it dirty pool? Yeah, it was technically illegal. But I mean, in this case, does it really matter? Depending on how the Big Ten reacts to it, I suppose. But I think uh, I think he's probably telling the truth, and I think we're going to hear hear about it uh, officially real quick. Well, and what do you bet me the the vote will be unanimous this time with the Big Ten because they've handled this so dreadfully from a PR standpoint. I mean, regardless of how you feel about their decision, you can't look at how they've handled the last few weeks and go, wow, you really killed it. This is going to be a quote-unquote vote is what's going to happen. Right. Well, that's where that's where the Pac-12 wait, 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 is actually whoa, whoa, smart whoa, whoa. to be like, listen, what, what this is mean? unanimous. What do you mean quote-unquote? Meaning that the vote – is a foregone conclusion. They're not going to really pass out papers with pens and say, send in your votes here. No, it's, They're going to get up in front of the room and say, we're doing this. Everyone's on board. Let's go. Right. Oh, wait a minute. But, uh, th- th- only if they already know that. It, it sounds if, like they already know that. Only if they know they have the nine votes. Because you don't, it, right. here's the thing, you don't want to leave the other schools twisted in the wind, which was the problem with the Big Ten in the first place, because they had the votes, but not really because those other guys were going to make a ruckus 
because there still was divide in the conference. What, what the Pac-12 got right is they said, we're all going to be on the same page with the decision that we're going to make, right or wrong. We're going to go in this thing together, so we're not going to leave Nebraska and Wisconsin and Iowa twisting in the wind where they can raise a stink, and then all of a sudden we have a problem in our hands. If, if what if you have a couple smart, schools that really don't want to participate? You tell then there them to, won't be an official vote held. Right. You tell them to fall in line. Yeah, but if they don't want, I I, I disagree with that. You don't propose I, to someone unless you know the answer. I'm not telling you what I, I would do because I think it's right. I'm telling you what I'd do to, to mm, further the conference in their best Yeah, but I, those schools, I think, that uh, do, if they adamantly do not want to play football, then they should be heard too. And they probably will be one way or the other on down the line, regardless of what's said now. Well, if they have, if they have teams in their league that refuse to play, that's the, a different scenario. I don't think they're, I don't think they're there. What if they, well, okay. So let's say these teams that don't want to play, uh, agree to play, but they don't want to. I think that will come out in the laundry at some point. Oh, what about the Pac-12? What if one? What if uh, Colorado wanted to play, but they they were totally outvoted, so they decided to avoid the bad PR to fall in line? Does their voice matter any less? Well, I mean, yeah, but what I'm saying is that it'll eventually come out that a certain institution disagreed. I don't know, especially about that. especially if it goes bad. Maybe. Well, and so what? I don't know. Well, I, that's one I mean, against the I, other I, nine. I, I, right, just, right. I'm not saying I'm not saying it would make a difference. I'm just saying that their wishes would become known. I'm just saying if I were the Big Ten, I'd make it a priority that we're all going in one direction, whether you like it or not. Yeah, but you can't always control what people want. The good ones can. <laughs> the good ones can and do. <laughs> All right, we have we have some other things to get to uh, for what's going on. Why don't we get to that coming up next? We're up against it a little bit. Um, DJ and PK had Jay Drew on, Hanson Scotty had John Wilner on, both worthwhile cuts to uh, to spend time on. So stay tuned. We'll get to that next. Tim Lacombe, our good friend, joins us at the uh, top of the 4 o'clock hour, so make sure and stay tuned for that. And then we're talking NFL with Matt Williamson at uh, 4.05. Very much looking forward to that. want to remind you about our friends at the store. And another summer has come and gone, and uh, you think that, yet again, you are the best barbecue guy on the block. Are you? You can be one of two contestants to prove it this Friday the 18th at the Ace Hardware on 6200 South and Highland Drive. Uh, tweet us now and tell us why you should be there taking on uh, Hanson Scotty for the inaugural Zone Barbecue Championship brought to you by Ace Hardware, the store, Traeger Grill, and, of course, the Zone Sports Network. Contestants uh, will be drawn on Thursday the 17th during Scotty and Hans. Uh, enter now. You could be there with us coming up on Friday. We'll get to more coming up next. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. But I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more to meet a man who walked a thousand miles to fall down at your door. But I'm watching. Yes, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man. Shout out to Evan, who wanted this on a Total Request Tuesday. Songs about walking. Or I always your... like this song. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. It's kind of crazy why you like some songs and why you don't like others. It's catchy. You don't forget it. Sounds like something Paul McCartney would have written. 
You guys, you've got to stop. Please, I'm begging you. You just said you liked it. The Beatles are worse than Milli Vanilli. I, I, you got to stop. you got to stop with the Beatle bashing. The Beatles are worse than the Monkees. You said that this was a good song. The Beatles are worse than Limp Biscuit. I compared to Paul McCartney and now it's an insult? The Beatles are the most overrated band in history. All right. I, I just, I, I don't know what to say. I, you know. I I said I like the song. Is it a McCartney classic? No. But it kind of resembles one. That's all I said. First of all, <laughs> it's way too one, upbeat. it doesn't. Two, you're saying it to make fun of Paul McCartney. No, I'm too much not. percussion for it to be a McCartney. I'm saying it to, to <laughs> compliment whoever it was that sang that song. There was also a second voice on that. That wouldn't be McCartney style either. <laughs> Me or no one signed Paul McCartney. What? He was in a group called the Beatles. Yeah, I I know, but then never mind. He went was off also on his own, and because he wanted to be in. Well, he was also no. In the band he went off the on wings. his own because Yoko came along and dragged the. It broke the Beatles up. Uh huh. That's what he wants you to think. Seriously, that's kind of a sexist take Jeez. too. Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Gordon. You wouldn't know the story of the Beatles breaking up better than I. I was I, I was I, just I don't know every detail of it, you know. I was just trying to to compliment the I would walk five thousand miles guy. Five hundred miles. <laughs> I think if Gordon likes a song, you automatically have to therefore hate it. Jake, I don't I don't hate that song. Because he hates every song you like. He does. No, it's that's true. not true. That's not true. I like Jake's taste in music. Such as? I like his old. He likes old uh, old music, uh, and I, I appreciate the fact that he does. Um, should we get to uh, more sure. of uh, what's going on here? Because there are a couple other clips we need to get to. Let's All uh, right. DJ and PK at J Drew covers BYU for the Deseret News on uh, talking about his take. What's ha- what's going on with the Kooks? How many guys have tested? Is it three? Is it five? Is it eleven? Is it twenty three? Is it eighteen? That's the big number, as if it matters. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, I heard, you know, yesterday, I think you had a number. I think uh, Gordon Monson in a column had a number. I had a different number, which is closer to yours than Gordon's. I think some of it might be semantics. Is Are you talking about players? Are you talking about other people within the program? I mean, there's a lot of kind of different variables, but, uh, but I'll just say, um, that uh, that I've heard that it's uh, you know closer to what you reported, PK, than than anything else. Well, they did say it was a low number, and I think it was a low number. And I had also heard that maybe you know BYU wasn't uh, all that thrilled with the decision that there were other outside agencies uh, putting a play on it, particularly with Utah and Utah State not playing. Have you heard any of that? Yeah, I've heard some of that. I've heard that. There are some health officials uh, maybe that lean toward allegiance toward those other programs that, that aren't exactly thrilled that BYU is the only team in the western U.S., let alone the state of Utah, still playing. So uh, I've heard kind of rumblings and rumors of that. Um, and I think the bottom line, though, is I think the restrictions up on this place by travelers by the state of New York is – kind of the overriding factor in this. I think even if Army had agreed to, to 
to let BYU come play, I think they still had to jump through that hoop of the the state of New York. And I think that was the the bottom line reason why the game was was postponed slash canceled. Jay Drew joining us, BYU football writer for the Deseret News. I know when the players are on camera, they say the right things. I've heard multiple players say the right things. Uh, do you hear – they, they tend to bring – not always, but they tend to bring veteran players who are more experienced, who you expect would be really invested in playing, and those are the guys I think would be following the rules. Uh, we've seen from other schools that there are guys following the rules, and then there's so many positives you're thinking, okay, you guys can't really be dialed into this. You know, multiple schools in Texas Tech and Arkansas State most recently. Do you have the feeling that most BYU guys are trying to follow the rules so they at least have a pretty good chance of playing, recognizing that anything can go wrong, even if you're following the rules, and they may have to postpone a game. Yeah, I do, and, and you're right, DJ. They do bring selected players. Uh, that uh, in the first part of fall camp, they were letting us kind of choose, and, and they would do their best to to make those interviews available. But recently, it's just like you said, the team captains, the more. Uh, senior players like James Amphy and Troy Warner yesterday. Um, my gut feeling is that um, around about June or July that there was, and I've been, sources have told me there was an outbreak. They, they did have uh, several, quite a few uh, guys test positive. And at that time, there was a some pretty stern uh, shots fired across the bow from BYU administration to these players. And from what I've gathered, most of them have have kind of wised up and and followed the protocols and, and done what they're supposed to do. But there's 123 guys on that roster, and and then there, you also have the support staff and the trainers and the sports medicine people. There's a lot of people kind of mingling and 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 involved in putting on practice and obviously on that flight to Navy. Uh, it wasn't just players. There was on the charter flight there was all kinds of different people there so so it's hard i mean you're talking about a ton of people but i i get the idea for the most part that the last couple of months they've they've done done their best to to follow the guidelines and protocols jay drew from the deseret news this morning with DJ and PK talking about what's going on at uh, at BYU, and I believe that uh, about the New York, you know, and their policies being what kind of kiboshed this thing in the end. I I certainly could buy that. Yeah, well, uh, Jay talked about a lot of things there. I'll stand by what I was told, and that was that there were uh, eleven, I believe, it was eleven positive tests, but then later a, a number of those were found to be negative. Um, and there are uh, some 22 who are quarantined. Uh, as far as the other stuff goes, uh, is BYU are BYU's players really doing everything they can to be careful? I, I, I don't know. I don't know, and I'm not sure that BYU football coaches know uh, what they do in their private time. Uh, it seems to be many folks down there seem to be playing a little fast and loose with this stuff. But football players have a lot on the line, you know, because it goes beyond them. It goes to their teammates. It goes to the team's ability to play all the obvious stuff. So you would think 
that people would be uh, would be extremely careful. But you would think that people wouldn't protest against wearing masks. Right. So I don't know what to believe anymore in that regard. Well, I don't know what to believe. I the, the motivation of playing is a big thing. And not that it's perfect, but I, I would hope that coaches are saying, hey, if you guys want to play, then we have to adhere to these standards to make it uh, uh, as likely as possible, you know, point blank. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if you need to put armed guards outside of the practice facility, but, you know, whatever. you got to motivate these guys to, to do what needs to be done. And if they don't, then you hope the, the protocols that you have in place, you catch it uh, within enough time to squash it out. I would be motivated if I were a player. I wouldn't want to mess it up, mess it up for myself nor for my teammates. I don't. I don't want to be one that is is uh, engaging. And, and like I said, not every you can be really careful and still, uh, you know, uh, be affected by this. So uh, it's not like I'm sitting there pointing my finger at those who end up with COVID nineteen because uh, it's impossible to control everything. Uh, that you, with which you come in contact, but as long as you're doing what you can to be careful, what more can you ask? Yeah, you right. Can't, you can't just lock yourself in a room and stay there all the time. I mean, well, you can't work. You know, you put bars on the windows and that sort of thing. But you know, no, I, I, you hope, you hope that everybody's, you know, out there doing the right thing. And if you have motivation to do that, I, I think that that's, I think that's a positive. So. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. There's there's a thing called a company called Young and Dumb, Gordon, and maybe some backup to the backup punter wants to get out there and shake his groove thing. I don't know, but you'd hope that the motivation to play would make that less likely. And yeah, and and you know, get the leaders in the locker room together and say, hey guys, now it's time to show some leadership. You know, all that sort of good yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, exactly. I would hope that that would uh, would be going on. All right, coming up next, we are going to get to Austin's list. Uh, and then at four, Matt Williamson is going to join us. He's going to be our NFL insider this year, Gordon. He's going to join us uh, at four o'clock on Tuesdays all through the season. So we'll ask him how uh, the Colts possibly lost to the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you'll be looking for that answer for quite some time, won't you? Oh, man. Hey, hey Austin, did we figure out how long we were going to punish uh, Jake for making such a lousy pick? Well, he does owe us incriminating audio. So at some point this week, he's got to record that. And uh, I still say that he has to do incriminating audio every week until he wins, but unless he's just out. I like the idea of him being in because then he owes more incriminating audio. Well, you audio. guys decide. Right, because, because he has to participate in the show one way or the other. <laughs> so if he's not participating because he's ineligible, then he should participate in other ways. Well, right. you guys figure it out. I have to and, agree to it, though. And there's poetry that this was his idea, and he's out. And I made it a disaster? <laughs> that me made it a disaster in week stinking number one? You don't think I'm well aware of that? You got Austin. <laughs> I got Austin, for sure, stupid Colts. Cal, the Jaguars feel the high school team, and Philip Rivers finds a way to Never blow it. Never trust Philip Rivers. Jeez. All right, stay yeah. tuned. <laughs> yeah, but, but but Jake, you need to get in touch with the vibes in the universe, and then you would have been able to feel what was coming. You know, I mean, you gotta you sort of just gotta feel it. Or as Olivia Newton-John said in Greece, feel your way. 
Always have to chester it up, don't you? No even response there. Put put Chester, Chester back in Come his Come on, that's my favorite cell. line in the whole movie. Jake, you got chills that are multiplying? No, I don't. <laughs> Austin's List coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Who requested this one, Austin? Oh, no, this is Austin's List. Oh, Austin's List. Yeah, duh. So I did. How did I miss your theme song? It is Austin's List. I apologize. A little brain fart there. Uh, Where Austin puts somebody or a group of people or whatever on his list, and trust me, you don't want to make that list. (laughs) Bad things could potentially happen to you uh, personally. Austin, who are we putting on the list today? Everyone that doesn't know uh, left from right and one way and how that all works. Okay. So everyone do me a favor right now. Wherever you are, unless you're driving down the, and you're the driver, wherever you are is stationary right now. Put your hands out in front of you with your thumbs extended towards each other, and it forms a, a little box, so to speak. The one that forms the letter L, that's your left hand. The one that doesn't form the letter L... That's your right hand. Kara, is everyone with me on this one? So far. Okay. Also, if you if you can imagine an arrow, okay, an, an arrow in your mind, it points in what direction? One direction. Not two directions. Just one. One direction. Yes. And a green circle and a red circle, okay? <laughs> green means... Go. And red means... Stop. Thank you. My three-year-old's learning this lesson. You can now enter the grocery store that I'm going to shop in, Jake, because you passed the quiz. You know your left from your right. You know an arrow pointing in one direction means you can only go that direction. And you know that green means go ahead and red means stop. I do. Because every one of you losers out there that can't figure it out that one aisle goes one way and the next aisle goes the opposite way ought to be fined uh, uh, egregiously. And remove amongst us in society because I can't get through the bleepity bleep grocery store because you are standing in front of the tuna fish for two days facing the wrong direction and then get mad at me when I try to get past you. And then you come barreling down the the aisle and I have to leap atop the shelf and hold on for dear life until you pass by like the freight train going through uh, the, the, the mountain pass. Left versus right, green versus red, one directional arrows, it's really, really easy. Are you suggesting that aisles in grocery stores, they're one way? Well, yes. Uh, I'm not only suggesting that, but since about, oh, I don't know, March, every grocery store has been that way. (laughs) Okay. Every right. grocery store, every it's, it's every like, single one. It's like federal law. You go this way on this aisle. The aisle, so you're one of the problems. No, I'm not. How do you spell Gordon? I, Putting them on the I'm list. Not, I know. I I haven't been to the grocery store in a while. Have Have you watched the news? This I is, haven't. Well, I haven't watched supermarket sweepstakes. <laughs> But I'm 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 serious. I I I don't mean to 
make a bigger deal out of something that maybe I could. In fact, in March and April, I just kind of rolled my eyes and sighed and went, okay, we're all new at this. We're all getting through it. But it's September! <laughs> it's September! Stop I, it! Now, I've got, to, Sorry. I've got to admit that uh, this was one, when Austin was complaining about this a few weeks ago, I kind of thought, okay, Austin, let's, it's not that big a deal. But I've got to admit, I'm totally on your side now. Absolutely. I, you, I, want every, you want everyone breathing in the same direction? No, no, no. It's, it's, wait, what are you talking about, breathing in the same direction? Because if you're passing each other inside of one aisle, then you're, could be breathing on each other. It's more about crowd control. It's, and, yeah, and, it's, it's more about that you don't have people, con- like, clogging the aisles. It, it takes a little longer in the grocery store you now. You're six feet. Because from, you're yeah. distancing from everybody, which makes it easier when you have traffic control in the aisles. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, just to explain it, but but I, I wh- where I've come ar- along with you here, Austin, <laughs> uh, today, just today, I had three people do it on purpose. Again, to get to your point, this isn't March where you're all confused because there's new stickers on the floor. <laughs> this is, I, I watched a gal today, Gordon, uh, as I'm coming down the aisle. I, and by the way, this is an aisle where I had gone up the aisle next to it, looped around and come down because I wanted to follow the rules. <laughs> and I'm going down, and then I watch this this gal look at the ground, look up at me, and then just put her head down and tiger down the throttle. aisle. Just right down the aisle. I, I actually don't care if this prevents COVID in the slightest. <laughs> it, it is the it is the dern principle of the thing, and I could not be more on board. Listen, I know it's a mild inconvenience, but just fall in line, yeah. please. The rest of us are doing it. I, I, you could do it. I, I promise. I don't care how much my taxes get raised. If it's to build a giant crane and someone just operates that giant crane in all the grocery stores, and if you if you uh, go against the, the flow you're supposed to go, that crane just drops down, grabs you by the shirt collar, and removes you from my and presence. drops you in the next county. <laughs> sure. Wherever. Away from my eyesight. <laughs> Or that, or we all get cattle guards on the front of our of our shopping carts, and I just get to run down the aisle and spread you before myself. I just I was so surprised by the brazenness of this person at the store today, where it's like, okay, I got it. You don't like going around, so you can come down and get your mac and cheese. But that's that's the world we're that, living in right now. That's an act of that's, war, that's as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> See, I, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think, come on, just follow the rules. It ain't that hard. And know the rules, first of all. Yeah. Gordon. <laughs> well, as I said, I haven't been to the grocery store since they started doing that. Oh, I wish I was you. All right. Uh, coming up next. It's the worst place. We're going to talk some NFL football. I, when, well, look, when I'm busy in the kitchen whipping up <laughs> my next masterpiece, I have other people that are bringing me the, the, you know, the individual ingredients. Which we got some good support for your application to uh, America's Worst Cooks in America. <laughs> Even Bowler jumped on board. I got a like on the old tweet. Maybe we'll get oh. some attention your way and and really put your culinary skills to a test and actually have it filmed this time. Uh, I th- look, it, you guys, you didn't believe it last time. You won't ever believe it. You know, oh, I mean, it's plain as day, right in front of you. If Chef Ann tells me it's so, I'll believe it. <laughs> okay, we'll see what we can do. I think I'd win it. Coming up next, Matt Williamson, our NFL insider, straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.